Welcome to the Supernatural Life Podcast with Chad Gonzalez, a podcast all about helping you connect with God so you can manifest God to the world. Now, here's your host, Pastor Chad Gonzalez. Hey friends, this is Chad Gonzalez. I want to welcome you to this episode of the Supernatural Life Podcast. It's our goal to help you connect with God so you can manifest God to your world. You know, the last couple of months in my study time, my prayer time, this one word has been coming up more and more and more, and it's the word presence, the presence of God. Uh, you know, I've, I'm always examining, analyzing myself, and I was looking over the last 15 years that we've been doing ministry, and you know, when we first started, uh, we were talking about the power of God uh, very strongly, and then uh, slowly started going down this path of teaching about our identity in Christ, and we were on that for many years, and, and then used that as a foundation and began to talk about our union. And man, that's really where the miracles just began to explode uh, in our ministries, talking about our union with Christ and, and, you know, what flows through Him is flowing through us, and miracles are normal going down that route. We've been doing that for years now and just seeing marvelous results. But over the last couple of months, I, I started sensing the Lord kind of leading me down uh, this path. And again, uh, building on that, w- which we've been teaching uh, as far as, you know, our in Christ and, and this union piece, but as far as the, pr- the presence of God and, and starting to really focus in and hone in on that, that's simply because, you know, of our oneness with him, our union with him, he's always with us. And, and his presence is always with us. And therefore, it should be normal for us to experience him. You know, there's a scripture that uh, it's in John chapter 14. And I've read it many times before. I'm sure, you know, just like you, you've read scriptures before. And then uh, you see something that you've never seen before in it. Or it just kind of sticks out to you. And, and so I was reading in the book of John. And I saw Jesus make this statement. And for whatever reason... It just, it was, was, man, it just blew up and just lit up for me. Uh, John chapter 14 and verse 21. Jesus, well, actually, let me back up to verse uh, 20. He said, at that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and that you are in me, and I am in you. And he's talking about the day of salvation, when salvation will be made available. And he said, on that day, you're going to know that I am in my Father, and that you are in me, and I am in you. And so here's this union piece, okay? Here's this union piece. This, this is what we've been, been teaching on for years now, the union piece. He said, on that day, you're going to know uh, that there's union between me and the Father and you. In verse 21, he goes on and says, and he who has my commandments and keeps them, it's he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father. And, and check out this last phrase. And he says, I will love him and I will manifest myself to him. Uh, other translations where it says manifest, uh, says reveal. Uh, that one translation, I believe it's the Amplified, uh, that I really, really love it. It says, I will make myself real to him. I don't know about you, but that just absolutely thrills my heart. He said, on that day, the day of salvation, the day that you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, Jesus says, I will begin to make myself real to you. Now, I know that you know plenty of people uh, who love God. I mean, they're, they're, good, they're good people, love God with their heart. But when it comes to an actual fellowship, relationship with God, of hearing from God, and, and, you know, and let's go ahead and say this, seeing from God, 
uh, those things are non-existent. Uh, being led by the Holy Spirit is non-existent. It's basically, I love God and I'm a Christian. You know, in title, I try to do you know good things, try to live a good life, and you know, one day I'll go to heaven and you know get my reward. And uh, we need to go way, way further than that. If we're going to impact our world, if we're going to do the works of Jesus, we're going to experience the supernatural. It's never going to happen without a fellowship with God. And yet, uh, if you want to have a legitimate fellowship with God, we need to be experiencing Him. I mean, this is what Christianity is really all about, is about an intimate, real, uh, experiential, sensory experience with the Father. If you go back to the Garden of Eden, you see that's what God did. He created us for fellowship. And you see God coming and walking in the cool of the day with Adam and, and even talking and, and fellowshipping with them. And God's desire has never changed. It's still the same. And it's the reason Jesus came to uh, die on the cross and be raised from the dead and take a seat at the right hand of the Father, not just so you and I could get to heaven, not just to change our destination, but to change our position. And he wanted him to make our position in him. Why? Because God loves you so much and he wants to be around you so much. He wants to be so close to you. He couldn't get any closer than in you, united with you, that every cell and fiber of your being is fused, infused with, with the very life of God. And those things are great. Those are things that we need to know. And 99.9% of Christians don't even know that. But you can even go even further. And that's what we're, we're venturing in on uh, today in this year. It's really what we're, I am going to be focused on. It's what the Lord's been leading me, leading me to uh, go toward is His presence, His manifest presence, experiencing His presence, and making Jesus real to people. I mean, that's basically what I do when I'm in services. We're doing healing services, especially. Uh, my goal isn't necessarily the miracle. My goal is to make Jesus real to that person, to those peoples at that very point in time. Because I found that the more real you can make Jesus to them, the less real their uh, disease or sickness or circumstances become. And all of a sudden, miracles begin to happen. Why? Well, simply because they got their eyes back on Jesus, and Jesus is more real to them at that point than the problem. But I want to show you something. So if you're taking notes, John 14, 21, that's my scripture. I've been hanging out on that for a couple of months, chewing on that. But I want to show you something in Exodus chapter 33, and this is Moses. And I've told people this a lot, and something I keep in the forefront of my mind, that anytime I'm reading the Old Testament, and reading about these great saints of God, these great men and women of God who, who accomplished great things for God and had supernatural things happen, many, many mighty miracles happen. It's always important to remember these guys and gals, they were sinners. Uh, you and I as a Christian united with God in a far, far greater position with God than these people were. We're the righteousness of God in Christ. Uh, they were the righteousness of uh, of God on credit because of the blood of a you know a lamb. Uh, we're the we are the righteousness of God. Not on credit, we are because of our union with Christ. Uh, they weren't saved. They weren't filled with the Holy Spirit. Not seated at the right hand of God. Uh, not covered by the blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ. Uh, these are people that are doing some things on credit, and Moses was one of these. And and there's a a wonderful passage. Uh, of scripture in Exodus chapter 33 and it's about Moses and the Lord and in, in Exodus chapter 33 in verse 7 
It says this, Moses took his tent and he pitched it outside the camp, far from the camp, and he called it the tabernacle of meeting. I love the fact that it tells us that he took his tent and he put it way out there, away from everybody, away from all the distractions, away from all the distractions and, and the normalcies of life. And he called it. He said, this is the place that I'm going to meet with God. Now, you and I know very well, I mean, if God's living on the inside of us, everywhere that we go, he's there. But there's just something about having a, a place that I'm going to meet with God. In one respect, this is why it's important uh, for us to go to church, uh, whether you go on Saturday or Sunday, Wednesdays, whatever. But we go to church you know, on a weekly basis because it's a time that we're coming together uh, with the, the sole purpose, intent to meet with God. And for most Christians, that's the only time they're meeting with God. But if you want to do supernatural things for God, you're going to have to meet with him more than once on, on, on Sunday or Saturday at church. But I love the fact it says he, he took that tent and he called it the, the tent of meeting. This is where I'm going to meet with God. And it says it came to pass that everyone who sought the Lord went out to the tabernacle meeting, which was outside of the camp. And so this tells me it only takes one person. It only takes one person that hungers enough for God and begins to meet with God that as a result of them meeting with God and God meeting with them, people will see it and then people will begin to go to you and ask, hey, how can I meet with God? How can I experience God? How can I hear from God? It only takes one person to change the world. You can change the world through your fellowship with God. And in verse uh, number nine, it says, it came to pass. When Moses would enter the tabernacle, and, and, and it's interesting, again, it's not referring to the tent as a tent anymore. It's referring to it as the tabernacle. I mean, this is the place, because Moses made a decision. Now this is where God is meeting with him. You know, the Bible says over in James, draw near unto God, and he'll do what? He'll draw near unto you. God honored his faith and honored his expectation and hunger. And in verse 9 it says, And it came to pass over time when Moses would enter the tabernacle, that the pillar of cloud would descend, uh, and he stood at the door of the tabernacle, and notice this, I love this phrase, and this ought to rock your world, and it says, and the Lord, he talked with Moses, and in verse 11 it says, the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. I mean, think about it. Think about what we call normal Christianity and what most Christians think when it comes to their fellowship with God and hearing from God. Uh, for most Christians, hearing from God is absolutely non-existent. You don't hear it in, in most of your churches about hearing from God and experiencing God. It's just not there. But we can get it there if we just stick with the Scripture and get bold enough to take the Word for what it is and take it literally. The Bible says that Moses, a sinner, a, a non-righteous man in Christ like you and I, but because of his hunger for God and his, his hunger for the things of God, he, he, he began to meet with God, and it says that God began to speak to him. The Lord began to speak to him face-to-face -face as a man speaks to his friend. As a man speaks to his friend, and this is a sinner. And friends, the Bible says that we have a better covenant established upon better promises. And so I like putting it like this. If we have a better covenant established upon better promises, that means at the very least, we've got the very best of the old covenant. What the Old Covenant had, the best of what the Old Covenant had, we've got that at the very least in the New Covenant. And so, if Moses had this available to him as a sinner, what do you think is available to us as a saint? 
If Moses had this available as a servant, what do you think is available to us as a child of God? And notice what Moses says uh, if you go on down his conversation with God. In Exodus chapter 33, Moses says this, verse 13, Now therefore I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, if I found favor, show me now your way that I would know you, and I would find grace in your sight. And verse 14, the Lord said, My presence will go with you, and, he will, and I will give you rest. And then he said to him, here's Moses, he said, If your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. For how will it be known that your people and I have found favor in your sight, except that you go with us? What This will be the distinguishing factor between your people and I from all the people who are upon the face of the earth. Moses said the distinguishing factor, the thing that will set us apart from all the people on the planet earth is the fact that your presence is with us. Your presence is with us. So much to the point where other people would see it. Other people would experience it. And friends, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. You know, the Bible says that Moses, when he went up on that mountain, and you can continue to read it in chapter 34, Moses went on that mountain and spent 40 days in the presence of the Lord. And so much so that when he came back, that his skin had absorbed the glory of God and his skin was shining from the glory of God. And this guy was a sinner. Again, remember, he was a sinner. He was in a far less position than you and I. He didn't have the things available to you uh, and, and or available that you and I have to him. And because of his time in the presence of the Lord, just getting away from all the distractions, it said that the glory of God absorbed in his skin. Now, friends, think about it. You and I have that same glory on the inside of our spirit. What would happen if what was on the inside began to flow on the outside? It's like a little song we used to sing when I was a kid in church. Something on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Friends, I'm telling you, God wants to manifest himself to you. Jesus wants to make himself real to you every single day of your life. He doesn't want you serving a Jesus in theory. It's not about philosophy. It's not about theory. It's not about intellectualism. I'm talking about a, a living Jesus, the person, the man, Jesus Christ, wanting to make himself real to you and, and manifesting himself to you every single day. See, it's not enough just to know facts, and it's not enough just to know data. It's not enough just to know scriptures and be able to rattle off, you know, whatever scriptures that, that you can come up with. It's not about that. Yes, we need to know the scriptures. We need to know the Bible. It's good to memorize scriptures. But you know what? There's lots and lots and lots of Christians all around the world. There's professors in, in Bible schools and seminaries and in secular universities that can quote Bible scripture, and they don't know God. You know, the Bible says in, in Daniel that those who know their God will be strong and do great exploits. You know, Paul said this over in Philippians 3. He said, it is my aim, it is my goal, my endeavor to know him. Not, not intellectually, but know him experientially. To know him and the power of his resurrection. See, friends, that's what happens when you begin to know him on a very experiential level. The power of God begins to be normal uh, in operation in your life. Why? 
because you can't be in his presence and be aware of him without the supernatural things getting off in your life, getting off on you and beginning to flow through you and manifesting to your world. There's one other thing I want to make mention of here in regards to these things in this relationship because you see this with Moses and sometimes people say, well, you know, they kind of cast it off like Moses was just some imaginary story or something. But then when you read about Jesus, Jesus continues on uh, this type of, of teaching and statements and thinking because you see many times where it says that Jesus, he would withdraw from the people and he would go up into the mountain to pray. You know, the, the mountain, it says that uh, Jesus, it was his regular habit to go up in the mountain of olives and, and go pray. And you, so you see Jesus doing just like Moses, withdrawing. That was his place of, of meeting with the Father. And the Bible says that Jesus, uh, you know, he would spend hours and sometimes the entire night up there praying with the Father. Now, do you think that in Jesus' time up in the mountain by himself, he's just sitting there twiddling his thumbs and, and just looking up in the sky and, and doing all the talking? No, I mean, you can think that if you want to, but Jesus had something very much on the contrary to say, because Jesus says many times, he said, I only do what I hear the father say. And he said, I only, or he said, I say what I hear the father say, and I do what I see the father do. He said, the things that I teach, I teach them because this is what the father uh, told me to say. And then he, he makes those statements about seeing, and we're not, we're not hearing enough about that, but we need to start talking about it. It may get people freaked out a little bit, but it's time we start talking about this. Get bold enough and take the scripture for what it is. Take for what Jesus said and realize some of these things uh, that we haven't heard about. Man, we need to hear about it because they're possible. If God's in it, it's possible. If God's in it, it's doable. If Jesus did it, it's doable. And Jesus says, he said, I'm only doing what I see the Father doing. And he said, I'm only, in one statement in John uh, he says, I'm saying what I uh, see the Father doing. See, Jesus was seeing and he was hearing. He was seeing and he was hearing. And really, if you go back uh, many years ago and listen to uh, the teachings of Kenneth Hagin, Kenneth E. Hagin, uh, you would hear him every once in a while make statements like, you know, the spirit of seeing and knowing, be becoming in more operation, the spirit of seeing and the spirit of knowing. Well, but Jesus is showing us here that just simply because of a fellowship with the Father, seeing and hearing should be the norm. And again, if it was available for Moses as a sinner of seeing and hearing, of talking to God, talking to the Lord face to face as a man would speak to his friend, that was available for a sinner. My Lord, what's available for you and I? Well, just look at Jesus. And Jesus, as the standard for humanity of, of a man or a woman filled and united with God, he shows us what's possible. And so you and I, uh, we have a step to take. I mean, Jesus took the big step in uniting us with him. You and I have to take the next step. That's why it says draw near to God. He'll draw near to, you, near to you because he already took the first step. We have the second step, and that is for us to draw near to him, make him our priority, and when we go to spend time in prayer, going with the expectation of seeing and hearing and being taught by the Father, and then uh, carrying that out into our day-to-day -day life where even in the busyness of life, during the distractions of life, uh, we're still uh, so sensitive and so aware of Him that, that the supernatural is still very normal for us.
Hey, before we go, I want to make mention of, of two things uh, the Lord's placed in my heart for this year. Number one is our book translation project. As many of you know, we've got several books that have been out. Uh, two books in particular is Naturally Supernatural, which is basically a book about doing the works of Jesus and the supernatural things being very normal for us. And you're not having to go through all the rigmarole to make stuff happen. Uh, that's been really done really, really well. And then we also have a devotional that's called Think Like Jesus. And basically going through the book of John and taking 40 statements that Jesus made and looking at how they uh, very much apply to us and things that we should be thinking about ourselves as well. But we're wanting to take those two books and start translating those into the languages of the countries we've been going to. The last couple of years, we've been very privileged and, and honored to be able to go to uh, Africa and Asia and Europe, uh, South America, ministering in those countries. And the Lord really put on my heart uh, to, to make it a faith project uh, starting this year to start getting those books translated into those different languages. Two years ago, we were able to get Naturally Supernatural picked up and published in Korean. And so it's available in distribution in South Korea. And we've got a trip that we are currently working on right now to Poland. And so that's going to be toward the end of the summer, first part of the fall. And so we're wanting to get those two books published in the Polish. And so we're looking at about $5,000 to do that. So if you'd like to help out that, man, we would love uh, to, to have your support and partnership with that. And you can go to uh, chadgonzalez.com. And you can go to a donate section there as a partnership page, and you can help us with that as well. Um, if you'd like to go on that trip with us, we'd love to have you with us. The last two trips we've been uh, looking to take people. Our last trip, we went to Cusco, Peru, took a group. And so this trip to Poland, we're looking to take about 20 to 25 people. We're going to be doing some street ministry during the day in regards to healing. And then we got a healing conference at night at one of the local churches. And then we're going to be doing some training of different home groups that are going to be going to launch churches. So it's going to be a phenomenal trip. Get it roughly about $2,000 in cost. But anyway, if you're interested in going to that, uh, email me at cgm at chadgonzalez.com or you can go to our Facebook page at Chad Gonzalez Ministries and you can send me a, a, a private message through that as well. Just let me know that you're, uh, you're interested in doing that. Uh, the second thing that the Lord's put on our heart is in the area of partnership. We haven't really talked much about it, but the different things that are happening for us and the doors that are open up, I began to realize over the last couple of months that we're going to need help to get this accomplished. And that was one thing the Lord began to talk to me about is that we need to start talking about partnership and we need to increase our partners. And so I'm asking you, if you're not a partner with our ministry, partner up with us for five bucks. If you could partner with us for five dollars a month, that would be phenomenal. You know, some people would say, well, what's $5 going to do? Well, you put $5 with uh, other people that are doing $5, and it starts to add up pretty quickly. And so if you'd like to be a partner with us, go to our website. It's chagonzalez.com, and there's a button up there that says Donate, and it's our partner page. And do that, and if you give that $5, start off that $5 for the month of January, uh, we'll send you our Naturally Supernatural book. We'll send you that book. I'll sign it for you just to say thank you for hooking up with us. So... Those are the two things that we're looking to do. If you'd be believing with us, in agreement with us, I'd very much appreciate it. We're going to do some big things for God in 2019. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, if it's been helping you, please share this with your friends. Share it on social media. Uh, we'd very much appreciate it. You leave us a review there on iTunes. Uh, share those things. Uh, like those things. Review us. We'd very much appreciate it. God bless you. Have a wonderful month. 
and we will talk to you next month. Remember that in Christ, we always win.